You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good morning. If you're ready, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Farrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack a lacking, baby? What's crack a lacking? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rowe Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. The school shooting in Parkland, Florida, has prompted renewed calls for gun legislation. People lit candles in St. Petersburg last night, and NPR's Cheryl Corley reports on a big rally in Fort Lauderdale. There were chants of shame on you aimed at the NRA and politicians who reject gun reforms. And there were cheers as speaker after speaker called for more regulations for guns. High school senior Emma Gonzalez, often wiping tears from her eyes, gave an impassioned speech saying that the shooting at Douglas High School would be the last mass shooting, and then she led students in another chant. They say that tougher gun laws do not decrease gun violence. We call BS! They say a good guy with a gun stops a bad guy with a gun. We call BS! The protesters say what they want is for lawmakers to ban assault weapons in Florida. Cheryl Corley, NPR News, Fort Lauderdale. President Trump is criticizing the FBI over Wednesday's Parkland school shooting. He posted a tweet overnight saying the FBI missed many signals about the gunman because the agency was spending too much time trying to prove Russian collusion with the Trump campaign. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu told a conference of top world leaders and experts in Munich that the international nuclear deal reached in 2015 had emboldened Iran to become more aggressive at the Middle East and beyond. 
Empiris Ryasar Hadi Nelson is in Munich, where the Israeli leader likened the deal to the Munich Agreement that permitted Nazi Germany to annex parts of Czechoslovakia. Prime Minister Netanyahu said that just like 80 years ago, the crafters of the Iranian nuclear deal had good intentions but were misguided. It's not made them more moderate internally, and it's not made them more moderate externally. In fact, it's unleashed a dangerous Iranian tiger in our region and beyond. Former Secretary of State John Kerry, who played a key role in securing the deal, disagreed. If your house is on fire, are you going to refuse to put it out because you're concerned that it might light on fire again in 15 years? Or are you going to put it out and use the intervening time to do the best you can to prevent it from ever catching fire again? Kerry said it's absolutely critical that the nuclear agreement with Iran survives. Soraya Sarhadi Nelson, NPR News, Munich. Coming up next on the serious side. I know this looks like a lot, but these are my AP Gov notes. had a moment of silence in the House of Representatives, so I would like to have another one. Unfolding today in the Russia investigation, 13 Russian nationals and three Russian companies accused of a massive effort to meddle in the election, and not just from afar, but they say the Russians were right here in the U.S. too. The indictment signed by Special Counsel Robert Mueller claiming Russian agents were posing as Americans. Their aim to help Donald Trump's campaign and damage Hillary Clinton's. And tonight, what we've learned right here, the rallies, the campaign events planned by Russians in this country, attended by American voters, This evening, Michelle and I will do what I know every parent in America will do, which is hug our children a little tighter, and we'll tell them that we love them, and we'll remind each other how deeply we love one another. But there are families in Connecticut who cannot do that tonight, and they need all of us right now. In the hard days to come, that community needs us to be at our best as Americans, and I will do everything in my power as president to help. Because while nothing can fill the space of a lost child or loved one, all of us can extend a hand to those in need to remind them that we are there for them, that we are praying for them, that the love they felt for those they lost endures not just in their memories but also in ours. 
God bless the memory of the victims. And in the words of Scripture, heal the brokenhearted and bind up their wounds. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show with Dr. Princess Odilia, Mr. Jerome Esprit, and Mr. L.E.S. Now here is your host, J. Ryle. Trump is, 
and I and I and I look at it and I'm thinking to myself, what America are you living in? He's talking about cutting your Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. Uh, he's passing stuff for the rich folks, not poor folks. He's hurting you in every way, shape, form possible. He lies to you constantly, told you that he's going to have Mexico build a wall, pay for it, and you guys love him. You, No matter what he does, you guys love him. So, you know, in a perfect world, sure, it would be great. But it's not a perfect world. But wait a minute now, okay, because, I, I mean, what you said, and I agree with everything you just said, but I just want to make sure that we're, you know, we're we're not mixing apples and oranges. What, what I wanted to do was finish up the conversation we've had for the past two weeks, uh, and uh, Trump is Trump. I mean, we're going to talk about that guy until our face fall off. But I think that what a lot of people have been you know, very critical of this show for the past week or so, when we talk about, you know, what's the problem, People are asking, what's the problem? Why, why is it an issue for African-American men to see white men with black women? And and, um, and I'm not saying, I don't think it's a problem per se. I just think that, you know, this is one of those those messages that the media tries to push out there. And at the end of the day, especially one of the messages that I received, say, well, what's wrong with that? We talk about unity. doesn't matter what color the other person is. Does it matter whether or not the mate is, as long as, you know, most people most people are saying, look, as long as you're not man on man, woman on woman, uh, we don't care. And we shouldn't care. And one person even brought up the argument about uh, affirmative action, where, you know, white folks are saying that, you know, if we're all one country, then why do we have to have affirmative action? I mean, some of the comments were all over the map this past week in regards to this topic. <laughs> but I guess for me, well, you know, wow. we laugh at that, but, but, but wow. you know, but it's you our have job to explain action? to people. Well, really? well, well, wait a minute now. Well, see, well, listen, uh, uh, what did you just we're say? Not sorry, country, sure we're not all one country, We're not all one country. We're not. Let's be honest. Let's just be honest. To me, the reason they're going after black women Right now, it's because black women and, and they realize. Look, only I get a report the Republican Party or or people of that 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 nature. They they know what's happening, and they they've seen what happened in Alabama, and they've seen what happened in Virginia, and they know if these black women come out in droves like they are and vote, and and, and if, let's just be honest, black women are very successful these days. They're very successful. You're saying white. You're saying white. Hold on, man. Hold on. (laughs) You're saying white men are dating black women because of politics. I I think. I think it's because they're very successful. They're very successful. Okay. All right. Well, that's different. That's a different animal. Well, I'm I'm just saying it's a it's a whole correlation of things. It's politics. It's uh, because they're very successful. And what's the highest rate of, of females that are in college right now? Well, wait a minute, Mr. Elias. Hold on, let's go back for a second. I'm not trying to defend white guys. I mean, I mean, listen, if I am, so be it. But what I'm saying is, when you meet your partner, it's not based on politics. At least, I mean, I don't ask somebody, really? hey, what's your political affiliation when I say that? No. You I mean, kind of assume. No, <laughs> what, Mr. Elias, I can't, you cannot. So, so you could date, you could I, date I a find that hard to believe. Supporter. You, you could date a woman that's a no, Trump no, that's supporter. not what I said. But that's not that's okay. not what I said. What I said, Mr. Elias, is that when you meet someone, I'm pretty sure when I marry a person, 
if I fall in love with a person, it's not because, you know, it's because of their political persuasion. I, I mean, you know, and as, and as I say this, I'm thinking, wow, maybe it is. Because I think the reason why we don't look at it that way, because most of the people that we congregate with or the people that we are attracted to have the same mindset as us. So it's not like we're coming out and asking people, oh, wait a minute, before we go any further, did you support Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump? I mean, is that something that we need to ask now before we date people? Well, Do, do you let's support this be, person? Let's just be honest. Um, I, 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 I was talking to my niece yesterday. And 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 she said, you know, we were talking about me dating a younger woman, and I was like, I don't date young women because we have nothing in common, nothing, because the bottom line is, we can't, we don't, we don't like the same music. Your younger people are not really into politics like they they should be, a lot, you know. So, uh, what do we have in common? So if I asked you. What's your what's your political affiliation? And that's gonna be a question that comes up, cause the house divided will soon fall, man. Let's just just call it what it is. And um, if I'm if I'm dating you and you're a Donald Trump supporter and, and I'm not, our political views are gonna clash like hell. If you believe in what he's spewing out, he's spewing out hate right now. And I'm dating you. You know, and he didn't. You know, he, what did he say about Charlottesville? There were good people on on both sides of it, really. So the neo Nazis are good, and I can date a woman like that 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 has that 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 satire. Okay, about okay, I tell you. Well, okay, no. you know what? That's a valid point. But let's let's remove Donald Trump from it. So uh, basically, because Donald Trump is only going to be there temporarily, right? But if you but so you're trying to tell me that you couldn't date. Or fall in love, or even be married to a Republican woman. It depends on who she backs. It depends. What? Definitely depends on who she backs. I couldn't. Who she no. backs? Yeah. Oh God, let me, yeah. let me she's ask backing you a, a Donald Trump type person. Hell no. If you're backing a racist type person, then why would I? Why would I that means what? you're not. That, that oh, means oh, you're not even okay. intelligent enough to to decipher what's going on. And I don't. How, how fair is that? L- let me ask you a question. Do you okay. think Colin Powell is a, is a, a great American? Yes. 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 Somebody who can speak up and tell wh- wh- the truth. Why do you think he's a great American? Because he's a Republican, Mr. Elliott. He can speak up and tell the truth. He can speak up and tell the truth. If something is messed up, I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, or Independent. Or libertarian. If you can speak up and tell the truth, I'm cool with it. But if you're gonna sit there and see that this that that stuff is going on right in front of your face and you still support it, no, thank you. No, thank you. I can't deal I, with I that kind of person. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. As we big. continue our conversation. As we continue our conversation, black and white, and as we're gonna, this is the, inc- the conclusion of it. We're gonna put it to bed after this, after this segment. But I, I don't understand how you can say th- that if a person depends on who they support. Okay, listen, if they are a Republican, so in other words, to answer to that question. Okay, okay, you just, can't, just to your point, just to your point. Okay. If, if, if yeah. I'm dating a woman and she's she, and I'm dating and, uh, and she's she's backing. Colin Powell, 
and I'm backing, say, Barack Obama. Okay. okay. I could deal with that. I could live with that. But if I'm dating a woman and she's backing Donald Trump as compared to, to Barack Obama, that means she doesn't know. That they, she don't know that this cat is a racist and something is wrong, man. Something is wrong in, this, in, 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 in America. There is something wrong with that. No, I can't do it. That's why I said it depends on who she's backing. Doesn't matter the party affiliation, but if you're, if you're supporting a straight-out racist, why would I want to date you? Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. This looks like we're going to take an educated guess. It looks, it looks like the, the smartest man in the world is showing up. Let's see if this is him. Good morning. Is this you, Jerome? Yes, sir. How you doing, man? Good morning, hey, Jerome. Good, good morning, sir. How are you doing? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm listen, good. We're, we're continuing our conversation uh, about uh, you know the whole whitening of Black America, and we've kind of dovetailed into this conversation. This is the conclusion, part three of a part three of a three-part series of, uh, of this conversation because it was such an intriguing uh, topic because we have so much to get into this morning. So let me let me spin it around to you, Jerome, because one of the things that we heard throughout the past week, at least I heard, are how, you know, black women are still coming to the defense of their sisters who are dating white men, saying, okay, now what's wrong with this? The shoe's on the other foot. You guys are having an issue with this. It shouldn't matter. And then there are some people out there who are saying, okay, but isn't this what we talk about? America is a melting pot. Why are we concerned about what color a person is dating? People that have sent me messages throughout the week were more concerned about, you know, man-woman saying that's the way it should be versus man-man, woman-woman. They said we shouldn't be condoning that type of behavior, but why is it an issue when we're talking about white men and black women, your thoughts? Well, we're, it's a it's an issue. It's not a it's not an issue for individuals. Like so, let me put okay. it that way. When we talk okay. about this, you know, I think it was Minister Farrakhan that said years ago that God gives you the the ability to love, and when you open up your heart, you can fall in love with anyone. So wow. it doesn't matter. If you fall in love with somebody who you fell in love with individually, now talking about it from a, um, a white supremacy, socioeconomic um, type of um, interest perspective, interest of black folks as a community, that is a problem because when Europeans start to sell us something, they're selling us something for a reason. So we just can't be stupid. So individually, I don't care, but. When I look at mass marketing towards black females and white male relationships, I start wondering, under this guide, guise of public, of, I'm sorry, of supremacy, why are you doing that? So when I'm looking at, like, you know, pregnancy test commercials and they have a black woman and a white male and uh, um, Crohn's disease, um, um pharmaceutical ad and then you're looking at like when you start looking strategically at what ads like the normalization of that is something a little bit different because we know in this country we still have race problems so technically they're not doing that for our benefit because they're trying to make us water down our um, sense of community so we don't require you know anybody any other community to water down their belief system like we do black folks. So, you know, and, you know, I did hear the the last part of what um, LES was saying, 
is that he's right. If you if you if I was in a relationship with someone and they chose outside of my political beliefs, I'm cutting them off. Matter of fact, you're not really my friend at that point. We can be cool, but technically, you if you uh, oppose like what I would consider outside of the norms to um, to side with the people who are oppressing us massively, and I mean that theory-wise. Again, individually, you can have friends. You can interact with people. You have neighbors that you don't know or don't like or whatever. You're cutting your grass at the same time. They are in your wave or whatever. You can be that. You know, as camaraderie, we are all U.S. citizens. You can look at it that way. But if you're supporting policies that actually oppress us, you can't say that I'm not them. When you start looking at your own people like that, that's problematic. So you have to be loyal to something or you have no core. And your ethics are involved in that, too. So when I see that, you know, I was just watching Ed Gordon's program um, the other day on Bounce TV where they were talking about black or white and light-skinned black folks versus dark-skinned black folks. And that whole thing about the dynamic that plays who's siding with Europeans and how black Republicans feel like we should have a, a um, diversity in how we go about our politics. But if you are joining a Republican Party knowing that they are trying to oppress black people specifically and want to put a police state up, you are going to get caught in that net. So you're not that smart by supporting that. We're all conservative. Black people are conservative generally. Most people don't know that. But the, the policies that we watch on the political end of conservatism has race um, elements to it. So you cannot support stuff that you know overall is going to hurt you. So when we start talking about race and we start talking about these, um, and, and it's not that complex. I know people keep saying that. It's very complex because we have a lot of biracial kids and this and that. It's not that complex. The, the issue is, is that when you know ethically, if you, whether you're black or white, if you know ethically that, you know, Tamir Rice gets shot by a policeman who got out of his car less than three seconds and shot a kid on a playground, you know ethically that that's wrong. The race issue comes in that you can't admit that it's wrong. You know what I mean? So we have to deal with ourselves in, in ethics and, and understand where our core is. And if you can't get with that, then technically, black or white, I can't really get with get with you. So I'm, I don't, I'm not just mental on individuals. We need to understand what policies are doing to oppress a certain segment of, um, or, or I shouldn't say a segment of the community. It deals specifically with black people, and especially in this country, we have a race problem that people, um, especially even if they're Europeans, they need to step up because if they're defending the people carrying the tiki torches, we need to um, distance ourselves from them or we need to have some kind of resistance to that. We can't ignore you and talk about, well, we, sh- we should come together on building the school even though I don't like black people. Right? You can't, yeah, you can't splice it like that. Gotcha. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Let's get out to the phone lines. Mr. Elias, who do we have out there? We have uh, Jackie, rich sister, with us. Hey, Jackie, what's going on? What's your comment on this topic? Hey, how's everybody doing? Great, nigga. Doing well. 
But yeah, I'm. I, I need to be like in war in a court with Hoover. I'm possibly marrying or even friends, close friends. Uh, I can't. Uh, we gotta be on one accord. You know, if you're, I, I'm with Jerome. If you're for something that's going to be against what's the best interest for me or for my people as, as a whole, I, I can't roll with you. Now, I don't need to be all tied to Republican, Democrat, because the system is nonpartisan. Well, I don't have to worry about you on that either front. But just, I, I got to worry about your values and your morals and your ethics. What do you stand for? Hmm. I, I do have to be concerned because I do believe in being on one accord. Right. Good point. Real good point. All right. So, all right. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. And as best as we put to bed this topic, uh, interesting enough, though. Uh, and here's my departing shots on this. You know, this has never been about, you know, whether uh, a black woman should date a black uh, white man or vice versa. I think that most of us are attracted to who we are attracted to. And if we have things in common, naturally we're going to gravitate to a person that kind of looks like us and talks like us and has the same background that we do. I remember a long time ago a young lady who uh, – was really she was really digging me i was digging her and and but she was hispanic and i remember her telling me she says look we're gonna have to cut this off and i was like what i mean you know what, what do you what do you mean and 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 her and what she said was i just don't know the culture and she talked about how they have the things for young ladies at the age from 15 to 16 the the, the mexican traditions and Contra all those Diaz. different things and I, yeah. yeah and so i you know i had to I had to, you know, it was painful for me to walk away from that situation, but I did because I I got it. And, you know, the thing is is that when you have parents and you have great-grandparents and you have generations of, of family and things of that nature, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're racist because they want to continue to uphold tradition and be with people who look like them and know their background and their history. So I, I don't see anything wrong with that. So. It is what it is, but this has been a fascinating topic for the past three weeks. I want to say thank you to everyone who's participated in the conversation, all the messages. Unfortunately, you know, I can't read them all on the air. I tried to summarize what most of them were saying throughout the course of the week. Um, Very interesting stuff, and I'm pretty sure we'll have this conversation again here real soon. But obviously, if you've been watching, yeah, go ahead, Jerome. No, this is Rich Sister, but... I just uh, wanted right. to post out to address things on the social media front to get everybody who wants to follow social media. Um, if you want okay. to follow us on social media, definitely check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash groups slash TJRS Radio Network. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram, same ending handle, twitter.com. Instagram.com slash TJRS Radio. And to email us for anything, email us at the serious side at Outlook.com. And that's one S, 
so it's serious side all one word and so that's she, she's our uh, social media director that's right give her the proper title next time she checks in here Miss Dilly yes we got to do that thank you yes, so much sir. Jackie and I'll make sure that we uh, we, we make sure that we give you your opportunity to, to, do, to do that and say that she's in control so you guys can definitely you know matter of fact why don't you and, do that and those links are in the chat room those links are in the chat yeah. room if you get to the chat start and start sending all that information to her. <laughs> she can read it throughout the week, and I'm about to deal with it. Oh, man, please do. All right. So uh, this past week, uh, obviously, the tragic events that happened in Parkland, Florida, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't say anything about it earlier in the show. We're going to definitely have a conversation about it. But in this morning's edition of In Four Minutes or Less, let's listen to what Jimmy Kimmel had to say about this, a very passionate monologue by this comic. In four minutes or less, presented by the TGRS Radio Network. We'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. As I'm sure you know and feel, it's another very sad day in America, another senseless shooting, this time at a high school in uh, Parkland, Florida, where a gunman, a former student, opened fire yesterday again. 17 lives have been lost, more than a dozen people are hospitalized, and our president, as he should, weighed in on the tragic events this morning from the White House. We are all joined together as one American family, and your suffering is our burden also. No child, no teacher should ever be in danger in an American school. Agreed. No parent should ever have to fear for their sons and daughters when they kiss them goodbye in the morning. Agreed. So I agree with both of those statements. And here's what you do to fix that. Tell your buddies in Congress, tell Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell and Marco Rubio, all the family men who care so much about their communities, that what we need are laws, real laws, that do everything possible to keep assault rifles out of the hands of people who are going to shoot our kids. Go on TV and tell them to do that. That is a perfect example of the common sense you told us you were going to bring to the White House. It's time to bring it. We need it. Tell these congressmen and lobbyists who infest that swamp you said you were going to drain. Force these allegedly Christian men and women who stuff their pockets with money from the NRA year after year after year to do something now, not later. Let anyone say it's too soon to be talking about it because he said it after Vegas, he said it after Sandy Hook, you say that after every one of these eight now fatal school shootings we had in this country this year. Children are being murdered. about it. You still haven't done anything about nothing. You've literally done nothing. Actually, you've done worse than nothing. You like to say this is a mental health issue, but one of your very first acts as president, Mr. Trump, was to actually roll back the regulations that were designed to keep firearms out of the hands of the mentally ill. You did that. Your party voted to repeal the mandates on coverage for mental health. So I agree this is a mental illness issue because if you don't think we need to do something about it, you're obviously mentally ill. And it is amazing to me that if one illegal immigrant causes a car accident, we've got to build a wall to keep the rest of them out. Why are you looking for solutions to that problem and not this one? Every reasonable American, Republican or Democrat, 
knows that something has to be done, something, and we're not doing anything. But go ahead, I'll let you finish. To every parent, teacher, and child who is hurting so badly, we are here for you, whatever you need, whatever we can do to ease your pain. Great. Okay, what we need and what you can do to ease our pain and to prevent future pain is something. Eight out of ten Americans agree that a teenager shouldn't have an AR-15. So why does a teenager legally have an AR-15? Somewhere along the line, these guys forgot they work for us, not the NRA. Us. And this time, we're not going to allow you to bow your head in prayer for two weeks until you get an all clear and we move on to the next one. We're going to make sure you do something this time. And if you agree with me, and maybe you don't, but if you do, here's one way you can help. Go to everytown.org. All the information you need is there, and you can write to your representatives and call them. And if they don't listen, vote them out of office. Whatever you do, do something. Informative Celeste is sponsored by the TJRS Radio Network Online Radio. It's best. Coming up next, right here on the TJRS Radio Network. The major indictment unfolding today in the Russia investigation, 13 Russian nationals and three Russian companies accused of a massive effort to meddle in the election, and not just from afar, but they say the Russians were right here in the U.S. too. Welcome back in, 347-850-1272. You're listening to the serious side of the J-Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. You know, we've had conversations in the past about how long will Donald Trump remain in office, and we knew that the Bob Mueller investigation was in full throttle. So if you missed the news this week, let's take a listen to this, and we'll talk on the other side. Online radio at its best. Tonight, the stunning allegations inside Robert Mueller's indictment that the Russians were not only meddling in the 2016 election from afar, at least once they were right inside the U.S. Among the 13 Russians indicted today, Yevgeny Prigozhin, a Russian oligarch with ties so close to the Kremlin, he's known as Putin's chef. The Russian operation expansive. It employed hundreds of people in its online operations with an annual budget of millions of dollars. The Russians allegedly sent operatives to America, traveling throughout nine states. In order to hide the Russian origins of their activities, the defendants allegedly purchased space on computer servers located here in the United States in order to set up a virtual private network. And that's not all. The Russians allegedly set up campaign-style rallies inside the U.S. in battleground states like North Carolina and Virginia. According to the indictment, this rally titled Florida Goes Trump less than three months before the election was actually organized by the Russians. The Russians also recruited and paid real Americans to engage in political activities. American voters had no idea the Russians were behind them as they joined what they thought were real political groups, groups with names like Secured Borders. The Russian imposters were also connecting with what's described as unwitting individuals associated with the Trump campaign and other political activists. The defendants allegedly conducted what they called information warfare against the United States with the stated goal of spreading distrust towards the candidates and the political system in general. The question now, will President Trump still call the Mueller investigation a witch hunt? As recently as July, saying this about the Russians, that it could be someone else. 
Well, I think it was Russia, and I think it could have been other people in other countries. But tonight, the indictment makes clear investigators are convinced the Russians were launching attacks aimed at, quote, disparaging Hillary Clinton and supporting the presidential campaign of then-candidate Donald J. Trump. ABC News' Dan Harris in St. Petersburg, where some of the Russians, part of Internet Research Agency, were writing their material to get Americans riled up. Our team obtaining a hidden camera look inside the operation. They kicked Dan out, but tonight Mueller's indictment indicates their work was already done. Pierre Thomas with us tonight. That was a telling moment when they did not want Dan Harris or our cameras there. And there was one other major headline uh, that broke today. An American who pleaded guilty, Pierre, and who is now cooperating with the special counsel. What have you learned? That's right, David. Mueller announced the guilty plea of American citizen Richard Pinedo from Southern California, who admitted to committing fraud by helping the Russians set up fake American identities, David. Pierre, thank you. Online radio at its best. All I can say is, wow. Uh, hmm. Mr. Elias, I, I don't know what else uh, this country needs to see to determine what the hell's going on with Russia. And if you saw the, you know, and I encourage everyone to go out there on YouTube and watch the actual clip because they actually had a room full of Russians in an office with computers spreading this propaganda and doing these different types of things. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you a question. Now, Donald Trump, once again, is going out of his way. Mm -hmm. He's going out of his way, right, to make sure that, okay, what – you know, what the, the, the Justice Department is saying is true. You know, Russia probably has something to do with it, but in no way does it show any type of, you know, uh, cons- you know, uh, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? It begins with collusion. The, uh, collusion. No collusion with the Russian government. Man, this is crazy what's, what's going on right now, bro. This is nuts. Your thoughts? Well, you know something, man? Um, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time before they 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 get him, and they're gonna do what they're gonna do. The bottom line is he has not yet impa- uh, imposed sanctions against Russia. He should have imposed the sanctions as soon as Congress handed them down. But this this clown will not. This this is just unbelievable. It's unprecedented, and I I don't get it. As soon as as soon as the, they they had. A bipartisan agreement. Ninety percent of people in the House to say, "Hey, pass sanctions to Russia." He said, "Nope, we're not doing it. We're not going to do that." No, no. If you don't know that Trump is in bed with Russia now, then something is wrong with you. It, it, something mentally is wrong with you. And and it, this is unbelievable. It's unprecedented that he will not pass these. That he will not pass these sanctions against Russia. I don't understand it. I don't understand why people don't know he's in bed with them. I don't. He I don't praises it, Putin. I, he praises Putin, but he'll dog out. He'll dog out a former president. But Putin is a good guy. He's a great guy. Just get out of here, man. It's just tiring, man. It is very tiring. Jerome, now you know we're taught that you know Congress is the equal branch of government with the executive branch. How can it can come? Well, you know, I guess I know the answer to this question. But for those who may have this question in their heads, how can this guy go without passing any sanctions? And can't rush? I mean, can't Congress do things on their own? Um, 
you you would think that they can't, you know, because you can override a presidential veto and all that other stuff. But just think about the um, the position that the Republicans are in, right? So first they were big on we need to um, be able to pay for everything we spend, and we are hurting our children. And then they passed this this tax bill that's going to add like a trillion dollars onto the deficit, right? Then how do you go back to your past position? That's how they are with guns, right? So although they have fought so long to fight against any kind of gun legislation and then just repeal the mental health part, it's like how do you go back and say, okay, now we want to do something different? So they're going to they're going to hold out not just from being stubborn. They're just going to they're going to hold out from doing anything because they're so used to not doing anything. I mean, they're already hypocrites, but the point is that they are, um, that's where their money is coming from. So those guys are um, more interested in lining their own pockets. Yep. So they're not going to stop their money just to be on the right side of anything. They're going to blame the Democrats overriding and passing. Because remember, their, their whole thing was, well, when the Democrats had control of Congress, they didn't pass anything. So um, why wouldn't they pass something themselves? They're blaming the de- Democrats for not holding their up the morals of the country, <laughs> which is sick. Really? Wow. You know, what I thought was fascinating uh, was when um, – uh, uh, when they broke down the amount of money that Republican Congress are getting from the NPR M, from from the uh, NRA, NRA, yeah, and you know at the top of that list was John McCain, seven oh, yeah. million dollars. Mm-hmm. And you know, and here's the thing, and you know, and and and, 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 and I'm sorry, I'm mixing topics, but let's go back to Russia. I'm sorry, I was thinking about something else. Let's go back to Russia. All right, so here's the deal. With the Russian situation, right, and you look at the fact that when President Obama threw them out the country uh, because of what was going on with the uh, when they found out that they were meddling, now you're hearing from one of the top Democrats saying, look, you know what, the Obama administration should have did a little bit more. But Vice, you know, Vice, Pre- Vice President Joe Biden, uh, in an interview I think in the past week, said, look, we, President Obama had to walk a tightrope, Mr. Elias, because – he didn't want it to seem like he was pressing the thumb on the scale because everyone thought that Hillary Clinton was going to win that election. So people are trying to blame President Obama for this. I guess for me, the people to blame are white women because the polls, every poll said that she was going to win. So it was like, okay, think about if you're President Obama. You're saying, well, okay, if I say something, and she's going to win anyway. People are going to say, "Oh, see, that's the reason why Hillary won was because President Obama and the Democrats, you know, they brought up this Russian thing." And so he said, "You know what? Let's let that sleep the sleeping dog lie." It's you know, being a Monday morning quarterback is the safest thing in the world because you've had yep. the opportunity to see everything play out, and so now you're going to make, you know, you're going to make a call saying, "Well, they should have said more things." No, I think they handled it the right way that they handled the situation. Let's bring our. Uh, colleague in uh, Vanessa. I hope she's feeling better. First of all, the, 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 the most important question is, and good morning, Vanessa, how are you feeling? How are you doing? 
weak, tired, but better. Thank you so much for your prayers because I definitely got them from you guys. And I went and got your water too, Jerome. As a matter of fact, we got it yesterday. So Good job. Thank you. Drink it. Yep. <laughs> you know, I almost. Well, you see, um, okay. I don't know. No, I'm sorry about that. No, I almost forgot the comments, but I'm going to go real quick. I heard your recording thing saying um, that how much money goes. I heard you talking about how much money goes to the NRS, NRS the gun people. That you know was my what? fault. I, I kind of jumped topics. That, that's really the next topic. We're talking about Russia. Let me just hit it real quick. First of all, his wife is mad because they didn't come up with a second woman. So that's an issue. The next thing is is that the son-in-law don't have a clearance and he's reading everything to Trump because he don't read nothing. The third thing is is that Trump is not going to have the word gun come out of his mouth because that was all the people who put him in office. But these children, now, let, me, let me not say children, these young people are getting very angry at him because they're tired of him saying, My, you know, prayers are with you. They're sick of this stuff about prayers are with you. You need to do something. And so mm-hmm. now I think that um, there are going to be – now, I did text Elias, and I made this comment. I said, Les, he's going to do his four years. He's not mm-hmm. going to get reelected. He's not going to get reelected, but he is going to finish out his four years. But he's going to have been screwed up so much mess in his four years that it's going to take somebody eight years to go back and redo all the stuff that this man has done. And instead of him saying, let's sit down and let's work out some laws so these kids or who's crazy people or whoever won't get these guns, after Obama signed something saying that mentally challenged people can't get guns, anything that Obama touched, he went around and he went back and he reversed it. But you know what? It's all going to come back in him because these kids are going to go vote in, in November. They might not vote in March when they should so they can start trying to change the House. And I'm going to start posting that on my Facebook page that people need to go and vote in March in the mid-season so that we can start changing some of these seats over to Democrats. But you know what? He, he's not going to get reelected. But y'all, guess what? He's going to finish out this term because every time you turn around, there's a little shiny object. There's a little shiny object. So by the time this pop up, there's another shiny object. Look at this. Look at the report that came out on them changing people's identity to help him to get into office. Child, next week a whole other shiny object is going to pop up, okay? And then that's going to be behind the rug. Just like they, the sanctions. They heard so much more about them sanctions because another shiny object has popped up. And he's selling his properties over to Russia, $95 million properties over to Russia. Russia is the one who has bailed his butt out. Didn't you hear uh, Putin say the other day, I have Donald Trump's proxy to speak? He's just showing Donald Trump, you have no control. You are my puppet. And he is his puppet. Yeah, but then you know what? Y'all came back and y'all said, do people really not believe that he's in Russia's pocket? Sure, they believe it, y'all. They know it. But you think that those Republicans are going to have that mess come out of their mouth? That they made a mistake getting to getting Trump in now? You think they're going to admit that? No, they're not going to admit that. But they know that Trump is in Russia's pocket. They know it. They know that he filed bankruptcy a kajillion times and Russia bailed him out. But wait till that money laundry start coming out and they start going after his children and the people at the White House. And, the, and his, his son-in-law's family, because they got all of those businesses over there, too, that they're dealing with. You, that's where it's going to come out at, y'all, when they come at his family. Right. 
Okay. Just Good saying. stuff, Vanessa, as always. No problem, sweetie. Love you. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You know, one of the things I'm going to say in regards to what Vanessa, my only pushback to what she's saying, Jerome, is that the only way he's going to stay in office for four years, in my opinion at least, is if Bob Mueller is going to continue to put together his case, if it's going to take him that long to put together his case. Because I really and truly believe this is what I envision. And you tell me if you are thinking along the same lines that I'm thinking. I'm thinking that, you know, at this point, they they are already negotiating with the White House for Bob Mueller to have a conversation with Trump, right? So I'm thinking what's going on here is that they are getting closer and closer to the mountaintop. And that the only way that this guy is – I'm sorry, let me give you my opinion. I'm sorry, this is what I'm thinking. And so I'm thinking that this this uh, investigation is close to its conclusion and that if and when the Democrats win the midterms, then they will begin impeachment proceedings against this guy. And I think that he may stay in office three years. I do not think that he's going to remain in office for four years. What about you? Yeah, I don't think he's going to get four. I think because I don't think he's going to make it. Well, just think of the news that just came out on Friday, right? So yeah. we have they have indictments against um, what is it? Thirteen Russians? Thirteen or eighteen? Yeah, thirteen Russians. Thirteen. Thirteen. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I like give or take a few Russians. <laughs> right. But and then they just arrested someone in California under the same under the same indictment, right? And they just had Who's someone. Um, yeah, someone who's American. And you have the, um, um, what's his name, Gates, who they're mm-hmm. saying that he's cutting a plea deal with Mueller, who was there doing the Bannon time, who was there doing the Rinks previous time, who was there doing the Paul Manafort time. That dude mm-hmm. is important. So they released them both on the same day. So you just have to know what distraction is. So we're looking at indicting the Russians right and if Mueller gets fired now that's treasonous because if you fire him before he gets to prosecute the Russians you're protecting the Russians see how you can make a case on this so I think he intentionally brought those charges once he got the guy who was inside of his camp from the campaign to the administration once he got that guy there was a real risk of him getting um them trying to fire him or trying to do something, but once he brought charges against the Russians, you're playing with treason right up front. So Mueller, it, those guys are smart. So once you do that, you know, like you said, I think you're just buying a couple of months because the, the House is going to turn over. And once the House turn, turns over to Democrats, impeachment is on the table. So once it turns over, Mueller is going no place, for one. And once it turns over... Yeah. All this evidence that comes out is going to bury this guy. Did you did you hear about so. the new new stuff that's coming against Manafort? Well, they're saying they're going to um, eventually take away his house arrest, and he's going to spend some time in jail. No, I didn't know. Yeah, because he's not that. playing ball. He's that's, that's, yeah. that's because he's not playing ball, right? I mean, this guy is. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what it is. Why are you loyal to a person who would who don't give two scoops of raisins, whether or not? Uh, he would never be loyal to you. I, I don't understand mm-hmm. these folks. I, I don't well, get it. There's no way Donald Trump will be loyal to any of these guys, but yet still they're putting themselves out there for this guy. I mean, this is crazy. They well, deserve the, to go the to guy jail. Who just, 
the guy who just got the plea deal, who they're saying is getting the plea deal, he was um, yeah. Manafort's boy. Yeah. So that's more that's right. to get right. Manafort. So he's um, right. he's stalling. Like he's not. He 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 didn't have a cooperation agreement. All he has to do is abide by his um, his um, whatever rules that they set up, so that he stays yeah. on house arrest. And what they're saying is that he's breaking those rules. It's not that he's cooperating with them or not. The problem is, is that they're getting more people to to testify against them, and they need to contain Manafort's um, movement before that dude leaves the country. Yeah, yeah. So they said he I falsified so. his uh, his his house. The, the loan that he got for his house, he mm-hmm. falsified all those documents that said it was worth more than it what actually is, man. So they got him on that. They, 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 they're tightening that loose around right? his neck. Yep. They, they're going to get they him, get man. Him. Yep. They, they should definitely put the noose on him, Mr. Elias. Let's get back out to our uh, social media director, Jackie. Let's bring her in, Mr. Elias. I think she had some comments on this particular topic. Jackie? We are back. Uh, um, actually, yeah, we no. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Well, no, I, we, we saw one. I figured that you were still, you know. Uh, oh, okay. That's all right. Well, okay. Well, bye. I'm sorry. Maybe that, that keyed me in. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't hit one. I'm sorry. Okay, well, okay. You know, get out there. Thank you so much, Miss Social Media Director uh, Jackie. All right. So as we finish up this topic. Um, you know, I agree. I, Mr. Elias, what about you? Do you think he's going to stay in office? I don't agree with Vanessa. I don't think he's no. going to stay in office. The only way no. he stays in office for four years is if the Democrats don't take the House back. Yeah, and I'm concerned it. about that, to be perfectly honest with you, because I think that once people start getting these little $1,000 raises and all this other stuff, people are going to be like, oh, okay. No. Or maybe it's people too, are it's not too paying much attention. More than, it's too much more. It's too much. Too many scandals going on every day with this cat. To sit around and say but We're not talking about them We're not talking about them Right I mean well, It's on. so many of them it's, it's, it's so many scandals It's unreal it's so, I, Well you just proved my look, point then Because what, if there's so what, many what, of what them what the girl, what, yeah, It's like a normal I day I, I think this Florida incident Is really going to come back to bite him hard I do Because what that, what that young girl do She cussed him out she said, "F your prayers well, and your what's name. Come down <laughs> here. No, 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 let's not jump. About let's not jump. Let's, we're gonna talk about that yeah. next topic, brother. Let's, let's not okay. jump. But, but okay. All right. I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. But but I still think that uh, I'm still concerned about that whole thing. And, and maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, but I still think, some way, somehow, um, <laughs> I just think so, Jerome. Go ahead, man. Final thought. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that. It is true." I think if Donald Trump ran again, I think those same women, no matter what's going on in the world, we have to worry about the fact that the same people who support him are going to support him again. Yep. And he may even bring out more races. You know what I mean? So I, I'm not that confident that he wouldn't get reelected. Like, like that is, you know what I mean? Even though Hillary got three million more votes, I'm not that confident that with them suppressing votes and all that other stuff that happens during election time, I'm not sure that we can, you can, um, that's not a hundred percent lock that he wouldn't get reelected. Right. But I can tell you right. that impeachment is going to be real. And when they start bringing charges, even people who are supportive of him are going to have to somehow concede that they may not, they may still vote for him, 
but they won't support him do scandal like that. Because as he gets closer, you know, who was the other woman who just came out there? The, the Playboy woman? Playboy yeah. model, yeah. She just came mm-hmm. out. And you see what happened when they went to Air Force One, he took Marine One, and she took a car. Melania is going to, like, it's going to get blaringly obvious that he's going to keep isolating himself. His, himself. So if Melania is doing that, um, it's going to be, it should be noticed on their side that he can't even put up the farce long enough because the scandals are too great. But he does, man, you know, I am using Donald Trump as an excuse or that dotard as an excuse. Because anytime somebody <laughs> says something to me, I'm going to be like, well, the president cursed. <laughs> like, if they say, why you think the president does it? Absolutely. You know what yeah. I mean? Absolutely. Just use it back against yeah. them. You know? It's like, why, yeah. you know, why are you looking at that girl's cleavage? It's like the president does it. Like, what do you want from me? <laughs> That's the highest office in the land. He should yeah. be teaching us all behavior issues, you know? So <laughs> when somebody asks the question you on that, not, I'm not suggesting that we do that. But I'm just saying, mm-hmm. when when somebody questions you on behavior or attitude, like they try, especially they do this to black folks all the time, just generally. Yeah. Every time yeah. something happens, even in our community, we say stuff like, well, just because they're doing it don't mean that we should. No, just because they're doing it means that we need to highlight and emphasize what people are doing to us. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. what they're doing in the world. So we get to highlight that. We don't let... We don't let them skate for their indiscretions, and then we act higher than bow. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when mm-hmm. somebody, yeah, I'm with you on that. Hey, you know, I still see people quoting Paula White, and I'm sorry for <laughs> skipping back to our first topic of the day, but here's the thing: mm-hmm. when you see people um, um, quoting Paula White and Joe Osteen and all those dudes, and you know that they have some issues, we know that. How how strong are you? To not be able to differentiate following somebody down a pit. Mm. You know what I mean? We need to take control yeah. of this a little bit better. And when somebody like Trump is in office, no, you can speak out against them because you have the freedom to do it. And if you don't do it, you're not free. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that you want to do right. it. I'm just saying that sometimes you have to call it when you see it. And he is blatantly, yep. obviously doing that to, to um, you know, as far as scandal is concerned. He's blatantly, obviously thumbing his whatever at at everybody, and people are taking it. So right. we're not taking right, it. Right, right. Well, we're not taking it. You know, something I hope that you cover uh, in, on a need-to-know basis is whole fight with LeBron James and Laura Ingram. I hope that you're mentioning that today. <laughs> I hope and not. pray. <laughs> Oh damn! Okay, well I tell you, we're gonna have to I talk didn't, about I that I didn't have time. it now, but but I, you know. Oh we're man, it's some good stuff. It's good. It's good. We'll, we'll we'll definitely we'll talk. Yeah. We'll talk about it. No, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Okay. We'll definitely get to it. All right, folks. <laughs> listen, uh, we're gonna step out, take a break. Uh, <laughs> oh man, it's some good stuff. We're gonna step out, and take a real quick break. Uh, we'll come back and we'll address what's going on with Captain uh, Florida. A lot of people have segued to that because of what the young people are saying. I can't wait to get into this topic. Plus, we'll hear from a real president during a turbulent time. We'll be right back after this.
up in my head like And there's nothing I can do about it All I know is it feels right Oh And as soon as I touch down I'm coming right home to you Gotta be with you tonight Oh
tell your buddies in Congress, tell Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell and Marco Rubio, all the family men who care so much about their communities, that what we need are laws, real laws, that do everything possible to keep assault rifles out of the hands of people who are going to shoot our kids. Go on TV and tell them to do that. Welcome back in 347-850-1272. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Brown Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. And it's best to say good morning. Somebody's moving around. Please control your noise. Uh, let's say good morning to uh, our guys. Let's say good morning to the smartest man in the world, the one and only Mr. Jerome Esprit. What's up, Jerome, man? Good morning. How are you? Uh, Jerome, Good morning. Please. I'm well, bro. How you LES. doing? Right. You're doing good. We're doing well. Mr. Elias, man, you having some issues over there, man? We can hear you, man. Good morning. How are you, sir? My God. I'm good, sir. You trying, to, like you trying to roll over and get comfortable in the bed or something. You good, brother? No, we are man. Right my knee just, just popped, brother. That's all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. TMI. <laughs> no, that hurt. Let's say that. <laughs> yeah, that's just pop, man. To tell you guys a it's funny story OH, about a situation brother. that happened to me. Yeah, I know. It's called the OA, baby. All right, let's say good morning to some folks in the chat room, Mr. Elias, if we can. Uh, we just had Rich Sister and then St. Clinton this morning, Jay. I don't know if there's people having oh, no problems Oh, no, man. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Okay, yeah. all right. People may be having issues getting in. Let me say what's up to Jeff. What's up, Jeff? How you doing? Mac Attack is in the house. Mac from the Bronx, what's up? He's always in the house. Carl, what's going on with you? Uh, Robia? Robia? Uh, hey, good morning. How are you? I'm sorry, I may be mispronouncing your name. Hey, uh... Mariana Music's in the house. Mariana Music. Hey, Mariana? That was Bob Coberson with Stokely. All right, so that's uh, that's for you. Uh, what's up to uh, Mitch? Jack, what's up to you, man? Natasha. Oh, my God. Randy, Maya, uh, so many people. Uh, Stacy, Tina. Uh, I don't, oh, the Reverend, there he is. The Reverend's in the house. What's going on, Pastor? How are you doing, Pastor Jones? Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Let's say good morning to a person that's been MIA around here. The one and only Doctor Princess Aldea has decided to make a cameo. Well, uh, let's bring her in. Good morning, uh, Doctor Princess Aldea. How are you? Oh, good morning. I'm well, everyone. Hello, and Jay, good please morning, read my Dr. don't Day. not out loud. Good morning. Read my text, Jay, not out loud to the community, but to yourself. Thank you. Okay. That okay. Was, uh, <laughs> I will do that. Okay, not a problem. I will definitely do that. But Hello, uh, just, yeah. uh, we, told, we told the people that your mother was doing well, and so, you know, hopefully she, that's still intact, and we're glad that you're back. You know, we, you know what? Um, we Thank you. We had a scare. They thought they were... They have to do a little surgery again, but they did not. And she's in rehab now, recovering. And uh, we're just keeping the prayers that for, you know, total, total healing for her. Okay? But I thank you so much. The prayers were just I'm, just amazing. Thank you so much. 
All right, all right, all right. Speaking of prayers, a good segue into what happened this past week in Florida. Uh, we had a shooting. Seventeen people were killed in Parkland, Florida, this past week. And the bottom line is, is that uh, a young man took an AR-15, walked into a high school, and began shooting students. He pulled the fire alarm so the students can come out in the hallways, and then he commenced to shooting them like they were nothing but animals. And we heard from our president the next following day after a series of tweets that happened on the same day. And, you know, so in a time of crisis, you know, it's not like the old days where we get an American leader who would step up to the plate and really take the nation or calm the nation or console the nation. So this morning, what I wanted to do before we get into the topic and get into the conversation, I want us to listen to the real commander-in-chief, the real president of the United States. Let's listen to our president, President Barack Obama. And this is what his remarks after the Newtown shooting back in uh, 2012. Online radio at its best. This afternoon, I spoke with Governor Malloy and FBI Director Mueller. I offered Governor Malloy my condolences on behalf of the nation and made it clear he will have every single resource that he needs to investigate this heinous crime, care for the victims, counsel their families. We've endured too many of these tragedies in the past few years, and each time I learn the news, I react not as a president, but as anybody else would, as a parent. And that was especially true today. I know there's not a parent in America who doesn't feel the same overwhelming grief that I do. The majority of those who died today were children, uh, beautiful little kids between the ages of 5 and 10 years old. They had their entire lives ahead of them, birthdays, graduations, weddings, kids of their own. Among the fallen were also teachers, men and women who devoted their lives to helping our children fulfill their dreams. So our hearts are broken today for the parents and grandparents sisters and brothers of these little children, and for the families of the adults who were lost. Our hearts are broken for the parents of the survivors as well, for as blessed as they are to have their children home tonight, they know that their children's innocence has been torn away from them too early, and there are no words that will ease their pain. As a country, we have been through this too many times whether it's an elementary school in Newton or a shopping mall in Oregon or a temple in Wisconsin or a movie theater in Aurora or a street corner in Chicago. These neighborhoods are our neighborhoods, and these children are our children. And we're going to have to come together and take meaningful action to prevent more tragedies like this, regardless of the politics. This evening, Michelle and I will do what I know every parent in America will do, which is hug our children a little tighter, and we'll tell them that we love them, and we'll remind each other how deeply we love one another. 
but there are families in Connecticut who cannot do that tonight. And they need all of us right now. In the hard days to come, that community needs us to be at our best as Americans, and I will do everything in my power as president to help. Because while nothing can fill the space of a lost child or loved one, all of us can extend a hand to those in need to remind them that we are there for them, that we are praying for them, that the love they felt for those they lost endures not just in their memories but also in ours. May God bless the memory of the victims. And in the words of Scripture, heal the brokenhearted and bind up their wounds. Online radio at its best. That is what I want to call and say a real American leader, to listen to the words. I almost edited that piece just to take out the words little and maybe take out uh, Newtown. But, Mr. Elias, uh, if you go and listen to this speech like we just did, I mean, you can replay that speech over and over and over and over again, and it addresses the issue, and it really does what it was meant to do, is to show that, um, you know, at this time we hurt for the families, um, that we can't understand why Congress can't step up to the plate and just put in common sense gun control laws, which 90% of Americans support. That was a genuine leader right there, Mr. Elias, who addressed America on the same day, mind you, that the tragedy happened. What say you? Well, you know, some it's common sense of why why it can't happen. It's about that almighty dollar, you know. The NRA has, I, I, like I told you, with that bump stock, when 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 the Vegas shooting happened, man, the, they are all about money, greed. As I said before, is killing this country, and I'm not kidding you. The the reason that they didn't put a stop on the bump stops, they didn't pass the amendment on the bump stops, is because the sales went out the roof. I I hate to be cynical, but I'm telling you. Whenever, whenever people see something like that, they'll go and buy it because they want the same thing that that other person has. Look, man, the NRA is all about money, and that's what they're going to continue to be about. That's why they pay these senators and congressmen so much money to keep, their, to, to keep them passing the same bills. If any of these clowns had a conscience, they would pass gun form. They would, they would pass the reform laws, but they will never. As long as you got them same clowns getting paid, they're never going to speak out against it. That's why they need to wipe the whole Senate and the Congress out and start anew where nobody can give money to nobody. And then you'd have a different America. Jerome, don't you miss that guy. Don't you miss that guy. (laughs) Oh, you know, I I can, um, I don't have the words to, um, to say what I think about that because again we went from an A to an F minus in the presidency. Like who? What about a D plus? You have to be really dishonest to say that you don't miss the fact that T can form sentences, like, like just really on a really fundamental level. So he's he's um, his presence is just kind of bigger. And I knew this when he was leaving. I think we talked about this. 
the year before he was leaving office, I said, I'm starting to get depressed because no matter who takes over, won't be as, um, won't have the stature that he has. Let alone, I didn't know it was going to, you know, go from like uh, raising the bar to digging a pit either. <laughs> like, I didn't know it was going to be that low. So, yeah, he and he and the first lady, he and Michelle. Um, you're not going to see regal people like that in the White House. Like, there, it's really weird for me even to watch this stuff because, you know, you had no scandal for eight years. And this dude had scandal before he got there. No legitimate scandal. Because they tried to make him. They, they, no legitimate yeah. scandal. They tried to come up with all kind of nonsense, but nothing no, no. was legitimate. Nothing. No, don't. Now, see, here's where I stop you, Jay. Legitimate or scandal means that there was no scandal. Right. So no, I mean, I get what you're saying, there, but, just but his name. No, no, I, I'm with you on that. No, I'm with you on that. But what I'm saying is that those people are sitting back saying, oh, yeah, whatever. No, no. Any Everything they said about President Obama was bogus. Was, Let's get that right. right. He was an African-American man who had a beautiful family, beautiful kids, no scandal, scandal-free. And all these guys right. tried to do was try to put stuff on this guy for his whole entire eight years while he was in office. That's the right. kind of leadership we need right now. That's what we needed to hear on last week. Yeah, they were throwing footsteps at him. I Fast and furious, and, you know, how come we're not we out of the wars and nonsense. stuff like that? old stuff on him. So, yeah, this is you're ridiculous. right. This is totally right. ridiculous. I cannot believe the state of this country that we put this ignorant person in office. This is ridiculous. And then when you listen oh. to, you know, I have to go back and listen to President Obama. To, to, to heal the heart I have girls I have a kid in school now I'm like oh my god When she gets on the bus in the morning Will this be the last time I see her You have these idiots in office Paul Ryan Where's your spine You are a spineless bastard And I cannot believe That this is going on in this country I mean man mm. I, I, I am so I am so done with this what is going on? I, oh, it's People terrible. can walk in schools and kill kids. And you, and you t- look, freaking 90% of Americans are, are, are for this. And these um, people won't do nothing. Mm-mm. Are you kidding me? Yes. What the hell does a civilian need with an AR-15? Oh, well, it's a hobby. I want to go shoot my gun or my weapon because it's a hobby. Oh, wait a minute. Are you telling me hobbies are more important than American lives? There's no reason why a civilian should own that weapon. Listen, I fired that weapon for 14 years in the military. It is designed to kill people. That's the purpose of that weapon. All the AR-15 is, is a civilian version of the military AR-16. And all that means is one can fire on semi, one can fire automatic, and one can only fire on semi-automatic. But wait a minute. Let's go get a bump stock, and so then we can really freaking recreate a military AR-16 on American streets. What the hell is wrong with these people? I'm done. This is horrible. This is horrible. I'm done. I'm done. I can't do it. Go ahead, Mr. Elias. This is horrible. Ask whatever questions you want. Well, like I said, Jay, the bottom line is it's about money. 
It is all, it's, it's, and it's going to continue to be about money. That's what it's about. That's why money money has become more more important in human life. It has. And it, and it, and it, and it but do you know what? Do you know what? Do you guys think it's also true? Not just just money, but also that we have a president that doesn't care. We literally have a president that doesn't care. We have a president and Congress and the House that don't care. That don't care. The people don't matter at this point to them. So it's not, it's like it's not on the agenda of of correction. It's not an issue. They don't see the issues. And yeah, his power and his greed and his um, narcissistic uh, position of himself is just, it's, it's sad. I mean, to come out the next day and say something after something so tragic, like, well, like where? Who are you? Who is this person? This well, is sad. Here, and here's how important here, here's how important money is to them. Didn't one of their own get shot by uh, by an assault rifle? One of their own at a baseball game at, a, at, a, at one of their practices. Did they change the law then? No, 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 no. They didn't want to change it because money is that important to these people, man. That's that's just I'm telling you, it's all about money. It gets no more, no more, more. They're cynical when it comes to that money. Don't, don't touch my money. You can do whatever you want, but don't touch them dollars. I'm telling you, it's all about money. I, 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 I think when it comes to this, another thing, I really think that when it comes to this, he has no, I, he has no. Incentive or desire To address the issues That we have with guns He doesn't care And he doesn't want that subject to even be brought up So when these things come up He has nothing to really talk about He knows what The issue that needs to be addressed And That's messing with his partner (laughs) His little partners in crime The ones who were for him And helping him get in, in the office so he doesn't care. Jerome, I have a question for you, Jerome. Jerome, I have a question for you. And and and, and what what why do we think that after the murder of twelve babies now everyone saw the video of those kids in high school where that gun was fired, it was something that was hard to listen to. So think now there were there were freaking babies who were murdered like that. Congress didn't do anything. Mr. Elias just brought up the fact that one of their own was shot and they didn't do anything. So why do we think, Jerome, why do we think that this is going to be different, sir? Why? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I know it's maddening, but I don't know why anybody thinks that it's going to be different. You have to change people. Uh, again, Paul Ryan and those guys are not capable. And it's why it disturbs me to even see them on TV talk about infrastructure or anything else when we know that they are really not capable on the ethics side of carrying out something that is for the benefit of ordinary people or, or citizens. If it doesn't have if it ain't money based, them dudes don't have no they don't have no um parameters. So while the Republicans control the um, 
Coke-controlled Congress, nothing's going to happen. Again, people seem to forget over the last, like, four or five years, we've had the worst productive output of Congress in the history of Congress. The worst. The least amount of legislation, like all of the numbers that you can ever think of, Congress has shattered them by being ineffective and not functioning. So it is not the Democrats' fault that the Republicans can't act. So they'll gladly blame somebody else. And and Republicans, or I'm sorry, and Democrats, and on the other hand, it's not like they're the saviors of this place. But at the mm-hmm. same time, people aren't requiring their um, the folks that are running for elected office in their areas. They're not requiring them to have any ethics and morals. That's why we're watching people wash out with affairs with little boys and cheating on their wives and all that other stuff. That's why we're watching this play out. And it seems like that that does not outrage anybody. So since it doesn't outrage them on their ethics on that side, why wouldn't you think they would just take cash and do whatever the cash tells Mm -hmm. them to do? It's like watching Fox News. I am, you know, I've said this years ago. I don't know why anybody spends more than two minutes on Fox News. If they took that off of my off of my um, my cable my my channels, I wouldn't miss it because you know <laughs> that they're sending they're selling you propaganda, and for some reason we like propaganda. So for us to believe that those guys are going to change who are actually selling you propaganda is maddening. I refuse to tell people stuff like that because that would make me a liar. Like like not just a liar, it would make it seem like I am not living in the world that they actually see. I can't tell them keep hope alive for evil to not be evil, for example. Right? So I can't say that it's not raining outside when it's raining. So we have to do a better job of curbing expectations because they they definitely don't care when your kids are getting killed. So now when their kids are getting killed and they don't do nothing, what do you want me to say about that? You know, um, I, I when you when, when you stop and, and kind of think about where we are as a nation when it comes to this, you know, people talk about all the things that you're supposed to do. It seems in this case, Mr. Elias, that this could have been prevented because more and more, more and more reports are coming out how the FBI didn't follow up on the YouTube uh, situation, how uh, someone reported this guy who knew him, that they had actually been out to his house 39 times. He had to come to school. He couldn't bring a backpack. He had to bring his things to school in a freaking plastic bag because that's how nervous they were of this kid. And it's like, but what can they do? Right? I mean, if this guy hasn't, you know, we talk about all the time. I remember a conversation we had here in the show about, you know, your rights. And I'm thinking, you know what, I'll give up some of my rights if it's going to make me safe. And, you know, we kind of went back and forth on that. But you just can't arrest somebody on suspicion. I mean, and so what another thing people need to understand is, is this. We don't have unlimited resources. Do you know how many freaking phone calls the FBI probably gets from saying, hey, this guy is crazy because uh, he's weird. We have to put someone on him. I don't think there's nothing you can do in this case to prevent this from happening. The only thing you can do 
is put in, in my opinion, common sense gun laws. And I'm not saying that would have saved this situation, but one of the things the White House has always been proud of is when President, President Trump signs an executive order, oh, man, there's the pompous ceremonies of it. Well, guess what? He also signed an order in February of last year revoking mm-hmm. uh, an executive order that President Obama put in place after Newtown because he got tired of the fact that Congress wouldn't do anything. So he put in a set of executive orders to try to curb this from the president from 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Now the White House will not release that photo because now the public is saying, hey, can we get that photo of President Obama, I mean, of President Trump revoking President Obama's uh, uh, executive order to make it difficult for someone who is mentally ill to be able to purchase a gun? And keep in mind, that right there would have put 75,000 names on the, the can I buy a gun list or whatever the damn list is called. And, and so mm-hmm. I, I just, man, I have babies that go to school. I, 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 you know, man, as a parent, this is the worst thing in the world. You don't know what's going to happen. Those kids, their parents, man, I hurt for those parents, man. You, the last place you should expect your kid to go and get killed is at, at school. There are places that even criminals would say, you know what, this is off limits. Schools, churches, hospitals. They don't care about that stuff. None of those are off limits, no. None of those. I can't do it. None of those. Hell, somebody walked in the church last year and shot somebody. Shot shot a church up. Yes. They're not not going to reform anything. They're not. Let's just call it what it is. Well, let's, let's, let's. I'm sorry, I wasn't. I know. I, I know for, go ahead, Doctor Pinsley. Go ahead. Go ahead. Get started. No, no. Right I was just gonna say. I want to. I, I I think it's wonderful that we address all these issues. And I'm just gonna stand that. I, I I'm still. Maybe I'll start it, Jay. We need to do like. We need to. Start a vision board of what we want. To happen in this country so that there can start to be some results. I mean, if nothing else works, there has to be something else that does work that we can give it a try and it, it, it won't well, the hurt. Kids anything. Are saying, the kids in Florida, and I think this is the only reason why this may stand up because these kids are calling out, you know, Republicans. They're saying, you know, Marco Rubio, we're coming to get you, you know, because we're going to be old enough to vote. You're not going to get away with this. Governor Scott, we're coming to get you. We're not going to let this get away. So maybe because of the fact that these kids have the voices, they're young adults, uh, maybe this will be a change because they are really putting pressure on their members of Congress. And they're starting to get some of those Republicans who are starch. Oh, no, we're not going to do this. Now they're starting to, to shake a little bit because these kids are going to be voting here real soon. And maybe this is that defining moment. Let's bring in uh, our colleague uh, Kathleen Williams. Uh, good morning, Kathleen. How are you? Um, <clears throat> good morning. I'm fine, thank you. How's everybody? Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I wanted to just respond to what you said about you know what can be done and what what will we do. And one of the things that is being done to change this is an organization called Vote Run Lead, and their their perspective on this is if more women were in Congress and in leadership and had the capacity and ability to make change, that women would not stand for this um, lack of responsiveness and common sense, basically, is what they're saying with regards to gun laws. 
that's their that is their uh, premise, and they also are preparing women to run for office. They te- they will teach a woman who's basically a neophyte how to choose what office to run for, how to prepare a campaign, how to run for the office, and then how to mm. lead once in once uh, elected. So the organization is called Vote Run Lead. And the website is voterunlead.org. And one of the things that they mentioned is this year they've seen, I believe, 500 black women running for office who never ran Mm. for office before. And so they are supporting them and, um, you know, and really, you know, going after folks that would be unlikely candidates in the past. And and when I say unlikely, people think, well, I don't really know what else I need to run for office. What do I need to do? What do I need to learn? And they're like, you don't need anything else. You don't need anything else but some information about the political process and how to vote Ron Lee. So if anybody is listening and they're interested, the way to make change is really to get get involved and get out there and start defeating some of these people who are much less qualified than you to um, run in their districts. And the other thing is I mentioned last week the uh, gerrymandering organization that was started by our former uh, general counsel, Eric Holder, Attorney General Holder, Eric Holder and President Obama. Thank you for that speech. That was just tear-jerking. To hear that and miss him, but President Obama and Eric Holder started an organization for against the gerrymandering uh, happening in this country, and to learn more information about that and see how these people that are in office right now are able to win seats despite losing the popular vote. It's because of how the lines are drawn. So if we're if we're more involved in that and becoming more aware of that and fighting against it then that will be a way that more people who are uh, interested in running would be able to run and win. Okay. Thank you so much uh, for that information. Uh, we're, we're up against time. We need to get out of here. But uh, all right, folks, uh, let's, uh, let's see. Look, Jackie's out here. Let's see if Jackie has uh, something she wants to say here. Real quick, Jackie, I'll give you 30 seconds. We have to move on. Ms. Elias, so you can turn her mic on. Uh, Jackie, uh, any final words? I'm going to make it really quick. I'm going to make it really quick. Yeah, um, it's just ridiculous. It's no question we need better gun laws. The problem is when uh, the very people, especially some of the Republic, Republicans, they on one side of their mouth talk about, oh, our thoughts and prayers are with the victims of the shooting and all that, but but then they get campaign contributions from the NRA. Yeah, that's talking what they do. Out of, talking out of both sides of their mouth. Bottom line, yeah. when it hits their house, when it's their son, when it's their daughter, when it's their granddaughter, that's when it's going to change. See, yep. see, when it ain't hitting their house, when it ain't their house, it's hidden. They don't care. Bottom line. No, I am. And I'm done. I'm done. All right. Uh, let's uh, check in. Let's see if Vanessa has anything she wants to say on this before we put it to bed, Ms. Elias. Vanessa, uh, anything you'd like to uh, add before we uh, 
step out and get to uh, a part of the show that I really think we need this morning. I um, I just really think that the young people, the young people are going to have to get out. They're going to have to change the house. They're going to have to change the Senate. They're going to have to change. They're going to have to get out. They're going to have to vote other than when it is a black president out there running when we had record numbers of votes. If we don't get these other seats changed, we're going to end up with another Donald Trump. Just saying. Mm. All right. Go vote. They need to vote. Absolutely. All right, folks, Chatterbox is next, and on a need-to-know basis, uh, it's coming up next as well. Um, we'll be uh, right back after this. Yeah. 
right, folks, it's time for Chatterbox Final Thoughts from uh, our world famous chat room and from social media. Mysterious man, what do you have? I have uh, St. Clemens, the only one that's chatted in ASF. I put the blame on people who didn't bother to go out and vote. It's why isn't the killer being called a terrorist? Oh, that's right. He's on the side of the paper, the paper bag test. Trump says he's skipping golf to honor the Florida shooting victims. The photo of Trump signing revoking President Obama's order will come out the same time as Trump's taxes get released. Oh, wow. It's a good one, good one, good one. It's always St. Clinton. It's always good to hear from you, brother. I have a couple I want to read here because we have to get time. Let me see. Pull off here real quick. I'm sorry. All right, here we go. Uh, one from Mitch from uh, Racine. He says, look, I have, I have to tip my hat to you, Jerome, Elias, and the rest of your panelists and guests. This is what educated black conversation should sound like. It should be passionate, articulate, and powerful. You guys are the best. Keep doing what y'all are doing. Thank you so much, Mitch. And, uh, of course, I got to read the Reverend. Reverend says, one of the most eloquent rants I have ever heard. I feel your pain, Brother Jay. I pray that God will heal the souls of the hurting and open the doors to heaven for those who are recently departed. Uh, thank you so much, Pastor. And I apologize. We can't get there, everyone, but we got to keep moving. And uh, I apologize for that as well because I should keep the show moving better than this and make sure we stay on point. But, uh, you know, obviously you have a lot to say on Sunday mornings. And you know it is what it is. And on that note... Five, four, three, two, one. The first lady dazzles on election night in a. Tell me, what do you want me to do? Allegedly, you want me to take you to the flag of the United States of America. It's time for to know Betches and uh, Mr. Spree, what do you have for us this morning? All right, you know, um, welcome again to Black History Month. <laughs> yeah, I just started off with that again. Um, legendary baseball player Satchel Paige traveled as many as three or thirty thousand miles each year to mm. as the agent. I mean, he had wow. to go to, to Cuba, Dominican Republic. In, in 1971, he became the first African American pitcher to be inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. But here's what you need to know about Satchel Paige: he won Rookie of the Year. In Major League Baseball, and he was 65. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I bad. didn't know that. Yeah, he was 65. Imagine if he was pitching in his 30s. <laughs> really? <laughs> like he was the Baseball <laughs> Hall of Fame from all of those strikeouts and doing so well, but he was 65 one rookie year. Wow. Yeah. Great it job, Satchel Page. Yeah, yes, it does. <laughs> It gives me hope to say, no matter how old we get, it's like that dude was 65 at Rookie of the Year. Wow. You know, some things after you yeah. turn 30. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, all right. Now, the Emancipation Proclamation, which was delivered on January 1st, 1863, stated that slaves in rebellious states or southern states henceforth shall be free. This was a symbolic gesture because at the time that it was written, the North had no control over the South and the rebellion, and the proclamation didn't apply to border states like Tennessee and some parishes in Louisiana. So I'm here to let you know, Abraham Lincoln did not free the slaves. Nope. It was actually the 13th Amendment to the Constitution passed on January 31st, 
1865 and ratified on December 6, 1865. That abolished slavery by declaring neither slave nor involuntary servitude except as punishment for crimes whereof the party shall have duly have been duly convicted shall exist within the United States or place subject to their jurisdiction. So what that means is only in jail shall you be treated like a slave. I just wanted to kind of translate that. There's an exception to that, but if you are punished for a crime, then you can have indentured servitude or slavery. But outside wow. of that, I know. Most people don't know that that's why in jail, when we start talking about people running folks through the justice system for, you know, making blue jeans and all these other products that they make in jail, they were getting them in there for products to produce mm. something. That's the only place mm. you can have slavery is in jail. That's why companies want to buy private prisons because they can mm. put them to work. Wow. I don't know if everybody, I just want to jump in on that real quick. I don't know if everybody knows that during those brush fires in California, they actually have, they actually have a team that trains the prisoners to fight those fires. And so when they have those brush fires, they send out um, prisoners to fight the brush fires with the firefighters. They give them a hardcore training to, uh, when I say hardcore, I think it's a couple of weeks or months or whatever to fight the brush fires, and many of them die it, while yep. they're out there yep. fighting those fires, and they pay them, I think it's a dollar an hour, either a dollar or wow. wow. like one, yeah, one yeah. or two dollars an hour. Yep, they, and, and I, I, I didn't do that story, but I remember when that was going on because they always do it, so I'm sure they put them in the areas that they don't want to go in, right? To send the prisoners over there. It may mm. the fire may jump behind you, but we can send the prisoners. We're not going. Mm. Mm. All right. So Disney and Marvel Studios, Black Panther. It the day is Sunday, and we still have Monday to count. But Black Panther has already become the highest grossing title in the history of at 33 AMC theaters across the country. Now, AMC is the biggest movie chain in the country, but AMC didn't provide a list of the theaters nor a precise dollar amount to how much they were making, but noted that there were a record 83 showings on Friday at AMC in Southlake um, 24 in Atlanta. 83 mm. showings of Black Panther. That, my friend, is going to break <laughs> records. Yes, it is. Yep. So if if you haven't seen it, I won't give the punchline. I'm sure Kathleen can help us on this. But if you haven't seen it, um, it's a story that fi- uh, follows um, Takala, Takala, I think is his name. And he is like sworn to king of, um, sworn in as king of Wakanda. And it's a cloaked um, technology advanced nation in Africa that's the home of this exotic metal vibranium and uh, in which much of the Black Panther's technology comes from. So it is a mm. great movie, and um, it's going to break records all over the place. I didn't even want to start talking about it, but in the midst of black history, um, we need to kind of cover the fact that this is making history across the board. And if you don't know Ryan um, Kugler, who is the director 
Um, he's only 31 years old from the Bay Area. Wow. Mm. He had a $900,000 budget for Fruitfield Station, made $16 million. Had a yeah. $40 million budget for Creed, made $173 million. Marvel's gave him a $200 million budget for Black Panther. That's the most ever given to an African-American director, and he is probably going to double that, too. Mm. Wow. Yep. Wow, wow, wow. Now, 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 in other news, the U.S. will overtake Saudi Arabia and Russia to become a top oil producer in 2019. The United States will overtake them by next year. Um, because of our boosted shale and other oil products. But we we actually have an output of 846,000 barrels per day just from shale. Mm. So, hey, and this has been going on since Obama. We knew, I think, in 2016, they were projecting by 19 that we were going to take them out. So for you guys who are not getting confused, it has nothing to do with the Trump administration at all. Oh, did, no, I, did yeah. I say those two? The Trump no, yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, sea, sea levels can rise by twice as much as scientists had predicted by 2021. They say um, it's going to swallow entire cities and put lives, millions of lives at risk. Um, a team of U.S. researchers, including the University of Colorado, um, analyzed um satellite measurements since 1992 and included um, data from this Jason 3 um, satellite. And they're saying that our, our seas are rising at a phenomenal rate. It's going to be twice the size that they thought it was going to be. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Now, researchers from the University of Colorado at Boulder um, found that unlike booze, mar- marijuana does not affect the size or integrity of gray or white matter in the brain. So after years of exposure, alcohol causes more damage to your brain than cannabis cannabis does, according to their study. Oh, I could believe that. I really yeah. can. You want? Yeah, because you need to destroy. We need to destroy some myths out there. <laughs> so yeah. that is that is one of them. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Yep. Now, former President Barack Obama, we talked about this on the show, called for common-sense gun safety laws a day after that mass shooting in Florida. And um, he said, um, caring for our kids is our first job, and until we can honestly say that we're doing enough to keep them safe from harm, including long-overdue common-sense gun safety laws that most Americans want, then... We have to change. Like, we really have to do something. So I, I just wanted to put that out there. I know we covered it on the show, so I won't go in, into that story anymore. Now, act, actor Bokeem Woodbine. Now, I don't know if everybody knows who he is. And I can't, I, the funny thing is, what you say? No, I'm trying to think of what movies he was in, but I, I know him from a lot of different stuff, but, um, He's going to start in a lead new series, a CBS um, drama pilot called Maine Justice. It's based on the real life of former U.S. Attorney General Eric Holder. So it is produced by Jerry Bruckheimer and, and uh, Eric Holder. Um, and so there's going to be a new cop show on. Interesting enough. But so 
judge for him. Actually, I'm, I actually like um, cocaine. Now, um, the chief counsel of the Immigration and Customs, or ICE, field office in Seattle has been charged with one count of wire fraud and one count of aggravated identity theft after trying to steal the identities of seven immigrants who were in the middle of immigration um, proceedings in his office. So <clears throat> the immigration and customs people took them in and then stole their identity identities and started <laughs> buying up stuff. Wow. Yeah. That should tell you that should tell you something. It, and I didn't do this story, I'll probably do it next week. But it, there's an issue of people who are in power abusing power. So we'll talk about mm. the charities who are having sex parties and giving people in Haiti food for sex and um, plastic cheating for their house for sex. And they, it, and this, this not in Haiti. It was in other African nations, too. But we'll talk about them. There was about five, six organizations, 61 people mm. that got arrested for that. So we need wow. to, we, yeah, people need to be held accountable. Now, Sports Illustrated um, revealed its highly and hotly anticipated cover of their, you know, their sports model swimsuit edition. They mm-hmm. have unveiled a relatively, a relative newcomer, Dan- Danielle Harrington is the person. Now, again, she's 24, only the third black woman to ever land on the cover and Sports Illustrated has been coming out since 1964. She's from Compton but lives in Brick, um, Brooklyn. Um, she joins Beyonce and Tyra Banks. So get this. Yeah. Tyra Banks was on the cover in 1997. Beyonce was on 2007. And now it's 2018. So every 10 years they get a black woman on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Welcome, mm. to, the, welcome to the U.S. Now... Um, Boston police is forced to apologize after paying tribute to um, white Celtic um, basketball coach Red Auerbach during Black History Month. So they they had a tribute to Red Auerbach saying for being the first NBA coach to draft a black player, to start five black players, to hire a black head coach. But they honored the white guy who did that, opposed to telling us who the first black player was. Right. <laughs> who the other five black? <laughs> like, they really turned it, but they came out and apologized. But they had oh, to well, turn it on his head, apparently. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for yeah. apo- your apology. You yes, know, yes, wow. yes. Thanks a lot. Um, Paul, Paul Hellyer, who um, oversaw the Canadian Defense Forces in the 60s, has come out and said that the Illuminati is a real entity and is controlling the world, making him the highest-ranking government official worldwide to ever do that. He mm. said that um, in a podcast that he believes the world's elite has the technology to reverse the effect of global um, climate change, but is holding back from the public. He said mm. that, according to him, many members of the Illuminati have stakes in the oil industry, so that's why... Um, they are trying to help the petroleum industry and trying to crash the planet because of it. Wow. And, uh, yeah. Oh, you know what, Elias? I wanted to talk to you about this. So Kobe Bryant said, and I don't know who's Kobe fans in this piece, but Kobe revealed that he would take a knee in the national anthem protest if he was still playing in the NBA. Hmm. Wow. Oh, yeah. boy. Come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, Kobe said this. 
Okay. So just figuring, he's just figuring that out now. Like, this wasn't going on while he was playing. Oh, no young black man got shot while he was playing basketball. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> LeBron is the only about. one I know that speaks out, man, against anything. LeBron. Right. LeBron. I, I give him credit. LeBron. Yeah. Mm. LeBron and those guys don't play. And I don't know right. where Kobe was when um, – well, I guess they were out of the playoffs. When LeBron and Chris Paul and um, uh, what's the guy from Golden State, the guard? Oh, uh, Spurs, Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Yeah, Steph Curry. When all of those guys came on TV, what's it was the, like, wait a minute, oh, okay. What's the guy from Golden State? No, you did not. <laughs> I know, my spot. <laughs> so, honestly, oh Kathleen, God. all I can see is a picture of his Am wife I in my head. So I can really man on the line? I don't believe this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah my bad. I'm sorry. I get. I was trying to gonna let that say, go. <laughs> yes. I get, couldn't think of his name because I kept seeing her. I'm like, what is her name? <laughs> then I can figure his out. I don't know why. But, um, so, those guys came out. It was like, um, Sterling got to go. But Kobe was still playing basketball then. I don't think yeah. Kobe said Jack. No, he didn't. Nope. But at the same uh-uh. time, he says he, says he would have took a knee, knowing that the NBA players can't take a knee because it's in their con- – they have to stand. So for mm. him to say that, I would have taken a knee, just shows how far he was lying. Yeah. And not, they got no, rid of my old Raouf. Yeah, yeah. And he ahead, never Kathleen. stood up and said anything in support of Colin Kaepernick. He never showed up never. anywhere. He wasn't in any of those commercials. All the power that he had, he could have done interviews. He could have done all kind of crap. And he did nothing. Zilch. Nothing. Colin You're right. Kobe. We're not hearing it. Yeah, he, he really he really want to come back home. He want people to treat him like Mike. <laughs> yeah, well, Although Mike can come back home, but that's a whole other story. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so, you know, like I like to call this quick little segment, in Menendez news, I'll do this really quick. A Connecticut man, 40, uh, attempted to uh, murder his parents by stabbing them. So Christopher Rich, Gamby, Connecticut, yes. He is charged with attempted murder after the couple was found with stab rooms. He was 40. Then Benjamin Walsh, 24, stabbed to death his 20-year-old girlfriend in Massachusetts and then grabbed a weapon, headed to a restaurant, and stabbed his parents. Oh, good God. And then in Los Angeles, a dentist was arrested for strangling his mother for financial gain. He and his oh. sister hours later to say, oh, they found her here not breathing, and they arrested him. His mother was 67 years old. Wow. Now, now what, what they did, the sister had no idea when they went in the house. That, no, no, that, no. That's what he he did. her too. Oh, okay. <laughs> they both conspired to kill kill their parents for money. Wow, wow, man, how could you, know, you do that, man? That's the person that brought you life, man. Wow. Yeah. Again, we're talking about school shootings. This stuff is coming out of a primary community, and they really need to deal. Like they need to deal with whatever mental problems, and I don't mean that in a mental health issue. Their psychosis is someplace else. So since hmm. the reason I did that, those stories really quickly that way is because we normally miss those stories in talking about other stuff. But just like the, um, the Ohio team who pled no contest to beating the death of a 94-year-old neighbor with a flashlight when he was just 15. 
Wow. He's now and he just pled guilty to beating this woman to death. Mm, mm, mm. Because what is wrong with people, man? Hey, you know, hey, I, I, I don't even know where to go with that one. But well, I mean, seriously. I don't know if you if you talked about um, Natalie Wood and Robert Wagner, but nope. every everybody and their mother knew that Robert Wagner killed Natalie Wood. However, many thousands of years ago that was, nobody had a doubt. And now, just now, after years later, they're just coming up with additional testimony or something that is <laughs> yeah. uh, opening up that case again. And we're like, we never doubted that. It's Yes. Y'all just want to figure that out? Come on. You can call me in Queens. Yes. <laughs> while, while, he's, while he's what? Like 95? Like, what is he? Right. 95 now. Yeah. <laughs> like, he gets to live, and they're like, okay, well, we're going to convict him, but we're going to give him two weeks probation. Like, what are you going to do now? Because I did watch Heart to Heart when I was little. Like, so yep. he had an active television career even after he killed her. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Hey, made made a lot of money. They would have put him on Dancing with the Stars if it was out. <laughs> you know how they do. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know, if if you're white, you get the benefit of the doubt. They would put a school shooter on Dancing with the Stars if he gets out of yep. jail. That's it. Yeah. But OJ, on the other hand. <laughs> yeah. Boy, <laughs> go there. Well, I'm starting that Facebook. Group. I want OJ on Dancing with the Stars. He was never convicted of killing that woman. He was convicted of stealing his own stuff back. Put him on dance with the stars. There you go. (laughs) Now, uh, um, Big Pharma is thriving off the flu. Now, they're saying business is booming as thousands of Americans die uh, from this this, um, pandemic, a historic pandemic. So Americans are losing their lives. And the economy is losing billions, but pharmaceutical companies and distributors are raking in profits mm-hmm. from cheap, uh, but only moderately effective treatments. They are getting hmm. rich off of that. And they're not really doubt. helping. Yeah, they're not really helping, but people are buying. And again, go get some elderberry tea. It'll help you with the flu. Anywho, that was enough for our health <laughs> segment. Now, two Baltimore police detectives face up to 60 years in prison after being convicted in an explosive corruption case that has rocked the department. Here's what happened. Daniel Hurst and Marcus Taylor, um, those guys were in, uh, I guess, an organization. Like, this is just of police officers um, in a wider group of the force who targeted big-time drug dealers with huge um, loots of cash and narcotics to, to steal, and then they sold them. They were armed with machetes and sledgehammers, and the detective organization was based on a simple mantra, steal from drug dealers because they have nowhere to run. But it turns out the criminals did have somebody where to run when they wouldn't testify against them. Now both of those officers faced up to 60, 60 years in jail. Is that is that that case in Chicago? No, no, that this is um, Baltimore. Okay, Baltimore. Yeah, they, they got a similar case like that in Chicago, man. They have these these cats walked in and they were man, and then Ida B. Wells uh, 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 projects and they started arresting drug dealers and taking their money and then falsely yeah. imprisoning them. Yep. 
They yep. got them, man. Yeah, these people are doing their thing, man. Wow, yeah. and, and these drug dealers are getting out now. <laughs> yeah, because they 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 got them on um, jacked up charges anyway. You know, planting yeah. guns and that kind of stuff, unless they was extorting money on them. Yep. Again, who's watching the people who are watching? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? That's true. All right, now, uh, um, following in the, no, you know what? I was going to do this one uh, about Applebee's, but in, in honor of Kathleen being here, hopefully Kathleen's uh, mic is open because I'm going to yes, do this is. story. Um, there's a female-only retreat in Costa Rica that's yeah. offering women of color a chance to take a break from white folks. I didn't get it's, the link yet. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't post it last time. You but apparently, you going to send me the link. Listen, apparently guests are enjoying yoga and meditation and vegan food in an environment free from what the the founders call microaggression and passive aggressiveness that exists in the U.S. So what did the, the founders, the creators of this uh, Women of Color Healing Retreat said, uh, her life became much more breezy. And we all know what that means. <laughs> It really does. She she said uh, she has no tips for white folks, and please let them have their space. And so they said they're using it for from a detox from what they described as um, consistent racism in the U.S. So you know, white folks should not get offended at that story if they well, don't understand that we have cultural differences and sometimes people need a vacation. <laughs> I, I, I I saw this on Vice News. And that woman uh-huh. just bought a uh, a, a land because they're actually using somebody else's facility. So mm-hmm. they just bought a, a plot of land over there, and they're mm-hmm. building their own. So yeah, man, it, yeah, I I saw on Vice Vice News, and these women are over there. And they, Kathleen, you need to go. You need to go. It's a woo moment for you. <laughs> you know what? Because people don't realize that that whole microaggression stuff is real. Like yeah, you know, I think I, when when President Obama got elected, I went into a Rite Aid. I went to a Rite Aid um, drugstore, and the manager said, "Oh, the paper's over there." And I wasn't even looking for the Sunday paper, but it was a big picture of Obama on the paper, and so the <laughs> workers looked horrified. And when I realized that President Obama was on the paper. I went looking for the manager. I said, send him out. I won't tell y'all what I really said, but I said, send him out. And he went hiding in the back. Send his ass out here. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. You know, and and actually, I went on Clear Channel and blew him out. Mm. (laughs) The other guys were a little horrified that I was like, Rite Aid on this street, tell that fool to call a station. (laughs) Like, I was trying to get their owner. (laughs) But but, But but that's what Michael addressed it. What'd you say? did you buy the paper? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't buy the paper. <laughs> I wasn't in there to buy a paper. I probably was in there to get some Twizzlers, but that's just my thing. Then <laughs> 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 he pointed me towards a paper. I'm like, what? <laughs> so it was a pretty first one. So um, following an internal investigation, you know, Applebee's has fired uh, the manager, server, and another employee after they – I don't know why they have to say this. They allegedly racially profiled and crossed <laughs> crews to black women of leaving without paying their bill. So wow. Applebee's is saying they're not sure it was race-based, although they're saying, hey, 
it was two black people who looked like you. One had makeup and one didn't. So we think you ran out on your bill yesterday. Wow. <laughs> so, so here's here's why we have a, a problem, like um, culturally. Uh, um, white folks sometimes think black people are stupid. If they actually mm-hmm. walked out of the bill, why would they come back the next day and pay for a bunch of food? <laughs> this is dumb. So if you would have had a black wow. manager, they would have told you black people don't do that. Right. Like, that's just dumb. Mm-mm. But Applebee's did re- uh, release a statement. And this happened um, near Kansas City. So they told the Kansas City Star or the Star in a written official statement, we are we very much regret this occurrence and sincerely apologize to our guests and community after internal investigation and in line with our values, blah, blah, blah. The franchise terminated the manager's server and, other, and another employee involved in the accident. We do not tolerate racism, bigotry, or harassment of any nature. And we have taken additional steps to close the restaurant at this time in order for the team there to regroup, reflect, learn, and grow from this. Hmm. Yeah, they, they need to grow from it, not being racist. Really? That's all you got to do? Right. You want black, want black folks money but don't want to talk to black folks? Nope. Mm-mm. Now, I wonder, I wonder how many black people came in there to eat that next day or day before that they had the audacity to say, well, any black people that came in here must have been the ones that ate and ran yesterday. And I'm wondering if it was even black folks who did that. I bet they mm-hmm. have like one or two black people eat there a week. <laughs> I I guarantee you that if these girls did not film them, then because we don't know what other black people they sent up out of there. So right. if they didn't film exactly. them, they wouldn't have gotten in trouble. That's my point. How many black people mm-hmm. did they, you know, did they serve that day? Mm-hmm. Probably just them. Oh, well, it must have been y'all. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So mm-hmm. so since since we're in overtime, I get to do these stories because again. It's not that it's not happening, but we um, we ignore them in the news. So here's um, just a few just this week of um, teachers sleeping with students. So in Burlington County, Texas, <laughs> Caldwell <laughs> High School teacher Jamie um, Gofar, um, 37, had an improper relationship with a 15-year-old student. Mom oh, of three, 30-year-old, who recorded herself sexually abusing her baby daughter and sent videos to her boyfriend and sentenced to 25 years, this uh, Jerrica Lackey of Oklahoma. A mother of two, science teacher, 30, married to a high school football coach, is is arrested for having improper relations with a 15-year-old student. This is in Texas. And a married teacher, 26, had uh, sex with a 17-year-old student at least six times and continued to send him graphic images until a day before her arrest. Rebecca wow. Kales, like 30, 26. She's a history teacher in Idaho. Get the whole part mm. of that. But <laughs> her, her, hey, I'm just saying. I'm just going to say that. She was married. Um, wow. Oh, by the way, prosecutors is set to recommend probation for a 61-year-old man who admitted to molesting his 7-year-old granddaughter My in God. Iowa. Okay. He admitted in court in December of molesting her, and um, they're recommending probation. Again, mm, mm, ask mm. me that question again. Do you think any 
any laws are going to change for that school shooting. No. <laughs> we know that one, man. Wow. Yeah. Now, a pastor who broke into a hotel room and sexually assaulted a 13-year-old girl turned himself, huh? turned himself in two days later. <laughs> I know. He claimed that he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. He broke into he was Douglas Rivera, who's 40, said he's a pastor in California. He is arrested for child molestation, indecent exposure, and burglary, um, and he's been released on bail. He broke into a hotel room, sexually assaulted a 13-year-old girl, and then said, oh, he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah, yeah he, he thought he... He thought he was breaking into somebody else's room. <laughs> like, I don't know oh, what okay. that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, <laughs> a retired priest who spoke out against child abuse at the Catholic Church is arrested for possessing um, a hundreds, hundreds of child um, porn and writing about killing and raping children. This is a retired priest. Thomas Fancher, 72, was mm. arrested in Boise, Boise, Idaho. What the heck is happening in Idaho? But... Mm. That he he discussed his desires to kill and rape children, but he's the priest that was speaking out against child abuse for the Catholic Church. Wow! I noticed you didn't call him a hodo. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. No, because technically they caught him with child porn, but she was out sleeping with people. I'm I'm <laughs> sorry. She was married, and not saying that he could have been a hoe. Because if it was the guy who did that who was married, I would have called him Idaho too. So I don't have I don't have a, a Thank issue you. Just calling guys that. that. <laughs> yeah, if it was a guy who did that. Idaho would well, have still, <laughs> or he's the hoe because it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> I would have changed the name of the state. You know. <laughs> uh, all right, Joey. Joey, we got time for two more, man. <laughs> okay, you know. All right, so this one is a question because. Um, you know, when I saw the story, it, it kind of scares me. But in Japan, they're building, architects have unveiled a plan for the world's tallest wood skyscraper. They want it to be 70 stories made of combined wood and a little bit of steel. They didn't say how much. Oh, but, my, that, that's a little dangerous, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> they said the wood's going to make up 90% smoke. of... Huh? Which Especially the way people smoke. All the smokers standing outside. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. I didn't wow. even think about that. That thing, if a fire starts on the first floor, it'll be like one of those um, wildy coyote cartoons. <laughs> like, <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. I didn't think about that. But, yeah, they said 90% of the construction material is um, is going to – they want it to be wood. Wow. So I just, I just want to know who's going. Kathleen, are you in? Okay, call somebody. <laughs> it is not gonna happen. All right. Um, you know McDonald's plans to banish cheeseburgers and chocolate milk from its Happy Meal in an effort to um, help children eat healthier. So they're changing this in June. They said it's cutting down on calories, but you you could have. A, um, although they removed soda from a Happy from Happy Meals like four years ago, you can switch milk for soda. That's okay. okay. Yeah, what, yeah, what, but they want to make what, it healthier. So what about that? Can, what about that French fries that that can last for years? 
Yeah, yeah, and a hamburger, hamburger bun. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're not changing yeah, those. <laughs> yeah, that should be a little healthier. Wow. A little bit, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But anyway, so for those people who, when when you take your kids to McDonald's, um, just know that cheeseburgers and chocolate milk has now been banished. I think they should just banish milk and burgers, but that's my thing. <laughs> Great, you can do really. Uh, yeah. Really. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Oh, you know, I, actually, you know what? I didn't. I didn't mention the um, that um, what was it? Trayvon Trayvon Martin. You know, they he passed away in 2012, but they had um, the sixth annual Trayvon Martin Peace Walk in LeBron. Uh, mm. Jay Z was there, and a lot of people came out. But um, he said it's very important to support you guys and to show um, uh, in showing that you are. That you guys are showing, and the strength of Sabrina and Tracy, and the family are showing. So he can. He mm. also said, and we want to make sure we stand together in support, and we never forget Trayvon Martin served as a beacon of light to all people out there. So you guys should never go through the pain and hurt that these guys went through. So that was Jay Z at the Trayvon Martin Sixth Annual Trayvon Martin um, Peace Walk. Wow, so that's good. Yes, good. Sir. And with that being said, it's time for our final thoughts. And ladies are up first. Vanessa, give me your final thoughts. This was a great show. I was here for the entire show. and I, didn't, I skipped church today on my way to the cemetery's mom's birthday. So oh, I got happy, to lady, happy birthday to your mama. Thank mm-hmm. you. So I just wanted to say I was going for the whole show. It was a great show. Uh, Jerome, I absolutely love listening to you go over those topics. And Miss Kathleen, you are the bomb. So um, you are. And this has been a great show. So thank you all for allowing me to, to make whatever comments I do make. Your um, family, just, baby. And you know what? Just keep keep. Keep telling and keep saying and keep posting about voting, about getting out and voicing your opinion. And just remember that, guys, if we got a president who's out there groping people and touching people and doing stuff, you think the people in Idaho going to do something any different? We should always put it back on the president. It's like, it's, of course they're doing that in Idaho. The president's doing it. The president is doing it. So, yeah. Way to bring it home, Vanessa. Way to bring it home. Kathleen, you're up next, darling. <laughs> uh, Vanessa, thank you so much, and thank you uh, always for having me and unmuting me and letting me know what the problem was so I can <laughs> those headphones. Thank you, Mr. Elliott. But I, no you know problem, what I wanted darling. to ask, and, and Rome, I really don't want to put you on the spot or anything, but if it's possible, maybe, you know, we have one of the most incredible uh, solid you know, political analysts and so forth on the panel. Maybe he could just give a couple of tips to people that would um, be interested in running for office, or just some encouragement for people who would not normally run, but may have thought about it or something. Because that's the only way we're going to change this dynamic in our political structure in this country is if more of us get out and run. Hmm. Wow. I, wow. Hey, I don't feel on the spot at all, and at whatever point we want to do a show that that people who aspire to run, I will, you know, free of charge, do a show on talking to anybody who's aspiring to run. I don't have a problem with that at all. 
Like, so we really need to understand that even in the midst of this Me Too movement, again, we have a bunch of European females out here talking about we need to take this back, knowing that they're the ones who swayed that election to Donald Trump. We need more people of color in political office. So I I am in for that at any time. And, again, I know I don't say this much, and we don't talk about professional credentials, but, you know, I have done a lot of races of newcomers and won all of those races. So technically you you can do it if that's something that you choose to do. And you don't, all you have to do initially is get on the ballot, and you can always figure out a way to win. So forget that. Um, we can do a show on that if, if at any time. We can do it on the Ask Kathleen Network. We can do it on this network. It does not matter. Or we can simulcast on both. Yeah, so. I'm in. Let's do it. Yep. And you know, it's no. totally self-serving because I think I need to get right out there with the rest of them. So let's go. <laughs> right? We need to get you in there. Get involved. Yeah. In, in the words of James Vile, get into it. Get involved. <laughs> Sorry, I was watching that recently. My bad. <laughs> okay. All right. And next up is, well, she disappeared on me, I guess. Well, that's, oh, no, there she is. Uh, Dr. Jaya, uh, your final thoughts. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Hi, everyone. I just want to say as I'm closing out, I'm sorry I'm at a youth event at a church. Um, I just wanted to say that as equally it is important for us to get involved legislatively in our community, I really invite everyone to create a different result. Picture that desire that you want. Write it down. Get a vision board. Get some Get your family together, your friends together. Put a vision board party together so that you can create the vision and the result that you want for our country, for our people, for the safety of our communities, equally the safety of our families and churches and, and schools, movie theaters, everywhere that we go. It's really up to us, and it is the most powerful collective activity that we can do in conjunction with standing together in our communities and getting involved legislatively, voting like they're saying, and doing something about it, the ultimate action. I invite you to do that. I say transformation. It is so. It is so. It is so. And it starts first with you and in the mind. I love every last one of you, and you guys have a great day. Jay, it was a great show. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week. All righty. All right, Jerome, you're up next, sir. Sir, hey, you know, we've talked about a lot of things today, and I um, am extremely, like, moved by the whole outpouring of um, or the response to even Marvel's movie, The Black Panther. And it's important that those images change and that people start to dream about what a better world looks like and I want to, I want to, yes, yes, and I and I want to um, say that although I normally don't, you know, feel like movies change a lot, and we know that it's still a Marvel comic, but you know the movie, the comic book Black Panthers, Black Panther was created by Stan Lee in the '60s after he witnessed the Black Panthers, you know, and mm. Black Panthers in real life. You know, they started the WIC program, the Women, Infant, and Children's program, where they were feeding people in the community and starting um, child vaccinations, that kind of stuff, or getting the kids healthy. So 
their main mission up under everything else kind of shines through our um, philanthropy. So we're always, as a community, are open and um, and fair in all of these other things. We accept every community on this planet. It's just kind of how we're built to have compassion. And I think that we need to, at some point, have confidence in ourselves, and I think Black Panther will still instill just the pride that they need to have to even help the rest of the world. So there's a saying, if you can't fix yourself, you can't fix anybody else, you need to actually understand that and support things that um, make you strong. And there you have it. Sorry for mm. running over. No, you didn't. You didn't. Sure. That needs to be said. Needs to be said. Hey, look, I, I just, I just want to uh, echo the sentiments of what everybody is saying, but also I'd like to thank everybody on this show because this week I was in an argument with, 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 uh, with the guys on Facebook about Donald Trump, and I was really heating them up. And then one guy says to me, he starts doing these, uh, these, these gifts or whatever they are, uh, and and it, it was just trying to, 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 to lighten the mood. And I was like, no, dude, let's keep this serious conversation going. So iron sharpens iron, and I, I, I thank God for these conversations every Sunday, because if, if if it wasn't for that, who knows what my conversations would be. But every time he came back with some, I would hit him harder with something, and he said, you know the answers for everything. And I'm thinking to myself. We discuss this stuff every Sunday. So, right. dude, you 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 really messed with the wrong one on this one. So it, it was, you know, and I actually had him stop talking to me after I, after he made that statement. So I thank right. I thank you know, each and every one of you for sharpening me up. So I appreciate you guys, and also folks, get out and vote. If you don't get out and vote, you don't have, you don't have a voice, you know, and that's just where the thing goes. Right. And Jerome. With that being said, and if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? Time for the serious side, the J. Rowe Show. All right, folks. Well, we'll see you next week doing the same thing we always do, giving you the knowledge. Thank you, folks. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.